buckle up for an unfiltered dose of comedy. Full disclosure, I've had a lot of sex, but honestly having sex with me is like buying a Prius. It's much quieter than you'd expect. Epics presents Unprotected Sets. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Jingle Jared. In my former occupation, I was the biggest jingle writer of all time. Now, I'm looking for a new job, speaking to every entrepreneur that I can find so I can find out what it's like to transition from one career to another. All of this expert advice has become the bedrock for a podcast I'm calling Occupational Therapy. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dream Hotel in Hollywood, California. This is Lips LA on Dash Radio. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Lips LA Radio. We are with the one and only Steve Aoki and Ross Butler. Double Ooh. your pleasure today. How great double is that? Double trouble, double trouble. And you guys have a love affair like I've never seen. Yeah, <laughs> we, just, we just started dating. About two months ago, yeah. <laughs> I introduced you guys, and honestly, I thought you guys were going to pick out furniture together. I'm sorry, but it was we like already a crazy. did. We, we already did. did. Yeah. Yeah. You'll you know, be moving in together anytime yeah. soon. So you guys both need no introduction, but Steve is obviously one of the biggest DJs in the world, constantly on the Forbes list, definitely rated as one of the highest paid DJs in the world. I've known you since when, before you were a DJ, I believe, which is pretty cool. Wow. What? Really? And yes, uh, I think over 10 years, yeah. 15, 15, actually over 15 years ago. Crazy. And Ross, yeah. I've known you and been friends with you for many years too, before you were it's- on 13 Reasons Why. Oh, yeah, way before that. I think even before I started acting. And there's so many connections you guys have, which you probably don't even know, but I'm going to get into it. The only thing I will say, I went to see the Queen movie this weekend. And oh, bo- you, that's out? It's out. Yeah. And both of your favorite songs, oh. oddly enough, because you know I'm talking about you guys getting married one day, are both <laughs> Queen songs. Yours is Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. and yours is uh, Somebody to Love. I no, believe. Don't Stop Me Now. Don't but stop somebody, me now. Okay. somebody to Love is don't great. Don't Stop, stop Me Now. It's yeah. a great that's song. That's so what is the likelihood of two guys that became such good friends having both the same, you know, Queen is your favorite band. And favorite songs. I had no idea that was your favorite band. We just have great taste in music. Uh, yeah, Fist bump on that bump. one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'd say uh, Queen's like, it's up there in my favorite bands, but Linkin Park is like my, which is why, you know. Oh, anyway. just another man. connection. What? This bromance <laughs> yeah. just gets better and Wait, better. Wait, what? Is that your st- oh Just my another God. connection. Yeah, Linkin Park is one of my favorite bands of all time. No. And, yeah. Oh, I mean, Meteora got me through high school. Hybrid Theory, yeah, Meteora, hybrid theory, yeah, yeah. Uh, even the later albums, like, uh, it's, I mean, all of it, Minutes all of Midnight, it. All the, yeah. Well, um, I'm sure there's a lot of similarities between you two, but I want to take it back to the beginning. Steve, I mean, your documentary, obviously, you, you and I hang out a bunch, but it's called I'll Sleep When I'm Dead, because obviously you're the hardest working guy I've ever seen, <laughs> and much respect, because I think I work hard, then I hang around you, and I'm like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> you are definitely the hardest guy I've ever seen work in this business, and and, and much respect because it's it's a quality that a lot of people should learn from, actually. So, um, and Thank you have you. the number one song this past week in the whole world, which is incredible, right? From BTS, it's absolutely like mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. So, how does it feel after all these years of doing this, starting before you were, you were like promoting clubs, you started yeah, a record right, label, right. and this week you literally had the number one song in the world. I mean, take me back to the beginning, because that's a pretty amazing feat, and I congratulated you the other day, but I want to say congratulations Thank on you. the air again. Thank you. So how does Thank that you. feel? It must feel incredible. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's insane. I think, uh, well, I mean, you don't ever expect something like that. You don't, it's, it's something that you can't, you can't, you can't really fathom something at that degree, you know? It's a... Uh, um, 
you hope for the best. You hope, you know, that some people like it, you know, a little bit more than that. But especially the where I come from, I mean, when I really, when I found music, I found music when, it, like, you know, the straight edge hardcore scene was what I found. Okay. And that scene is so small. And, and uh, it's like part of the, you know, punk rock subculture, which is, I, I, it's like against the mainstreams. Like, we're so small, we're going to be like, no, we don't want to be wanna on be the famous, radio. Right. We don't want to be famous. We, hate the radio. we don't want major label support. Right. We're doing this on our own. And uh, and then like, you know, fast forward decades later, uh, you know, it's it's just a different world. But you know, but you get weird. you get that work ethic from your dad, I believe, right? Because I think your dad works super hard from what I understand, and he was a yeah. marketing genius, right? Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Rocky Oki started Benny Hanna's and also was breaking the mold back then. He had his face on like hot air balloons, he was <laughs> <Yeah>. wrestling, <laughs> he was racing what? cars. Bizarre. So yeah. I, really? I yeah. wanna feel I like you yeah. about Benny Hanna, but yeah. I didn't know about all that. You didn't know, that? <laughs> yeah. know about the air balloons, hot air balloons? That that's the thing about my dad. Um, um, you know, he was a restaurateur, which, you know, everyone, everyone in America knows Benny Hanna, but, but like growing up, what, how he branded it was outside of the restaurant business. That's, right. how, that's how it actually became a uh, household name because like he was, he would do the hot air balloons and he would scrawl Benny Hanna across the balloons. <laughs> he would do like break records there. He would offshore boat race with Benny Hanna across the boat. Like, so he just kind of. Cross marketed. I can see know. how the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> you think for respect. any? You think there's any way that you got that marketing capability from watching what he did with all that? Because it's a pretty parallel yeah, universe. I think. You know, I, I I always say that he he's not like the kind of father that's like, all right, son, I'm going to sit you down. Here's like the 101 on marketing or branding or whatever. It's more like I just you watch. You know, yeah, you just absorb it and you kind of like. You know, as a kid, I think it affects you to the point where you're like, I dream to do this. Right. And, um, you know, I, I think it's more subconscious than anything else. But um, uh, it's it's, yeah, it's crazy thinking back about that. And you grew up in Newport and kind of a show business family, too, because your sister, Devin, we work with. And I love your sister. Shout out to Devin Aoki. Oh, yeah. Um, so you <laughs> kind of have like a whole entertainment family, right? Your other, yeah. I mean, when I before I like I was doing anything, Devin already blew up. You know, Devin blew up when she was 15. I was I was 20, and I was a I was a punk kid in college, and and she was already working with Carl Lagerfeld and Chanel, and and uh, you know, traveling around the world, modeling and being a supermodel. And um, I was like, well, I'm I'm just a punk kid. I'm gonna do my thing. And and I looked up to Devin, I, even though she was my baby sister. I was like, wow, she made it. She she really broke the mold. Especially for Asian Asian Americans, you know, like it's incredible to see that. It's amazing. I kind of feel like I met you when you first started, and you were doing clubs out here. You dis- you were discovering bands like The Kills even before they had music, which again, yeah. you've always been great at discovering bands right before they break. And you have your own label, so talk a little bit about your label, the artists you've discovered, any artists that you missed that you really wanted to sign that you're like, shit. Then you had Block Party, you had The Kills. I, I you know, I'll tell you a story that um, you know, like yeah, Block Party, The Kills, those were the artists that really broke Dimock in. In that era mm-hmm. because I was putting out this is before I was a DJ this is this is when I was a rock kid and um, I had an opportunity to release Arcade Fire's first EP wow what? yeah and you I, passed yeah. on it tell me you passed no on. I didn't I it was not really a pass it was more of a negotiation process that you know uh, I was talking with their lawyer which which was their manager at the time and I didn't talk to the band you know I was just talking with her and she's like, okay, you know, we want to release this EP, uh, before funeral came out and, 
And, uh, you know, I was, I just negotiated too hard and I, and I lost the deal, but that was like Crazy. one of my but like, you did what if moments. But you did find the kills and block parties. So yeah, I see the like kills, block party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we've released over a thousand, a thousand records now in the wow. wow, catalog. You know, Jeez. which are the ones that you're years. the most proud of? You have ones that you're like. I mean, over. the Chainsmokers was like, like probably the big EDM. Mm. You know, see, I didn't even know that you kind of discovered those guys. Neither did I. Wow. Yeah, we put out their first three singles before wow. before Roses when Roses like Amazing. you know really like launched them. So oh. we were putting out more of their underground. We put out Selfie. It was like their first yeah. kind of like. Hello, we're here. We're the Chainsmokers. Because mm. um, a lot of people know you as a DJ, obviously a worldwide renowned DJ, but obviously people don't know you're a producer, you have a record label. I don't know how many products you have out, but I took a tour of your house the other day in Vegas. <laughs> Ross, you're next, so you're going to come check it out. There, yeah, we've been and, talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, I mean, this, I'm wearing the socks. I have the, the hoodie on here. I'm representing <laughs> at the jacket in the back here somewhere. So how many products do you actually have at this point? Do you know? Because I couldn't keep up. There was I, like, every I'm five minutes, sure, there was right. like a Steve Aoki something coming at me. <laughs> I know you have a pizza line now which is pretty cool right yeah yeah i mean have it, you tried that ross a pizza line. yeah actually i have you have i ordered it i think <laughs> that, the day that did you get a free or no? <laughs> i i didn't but i mean they've offered for my next cheat day to send me a free pizza so it was pretty good i got the pepperoni all right all right awesome thanks ross yeah, i Thank love it man. but even <laughs> even that idea steve how did that come about because me and ross want to start a pizza company and we're not so fortunate <laughs> to come up with ideas like this so um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's the kind of thing I, I, you know, I have to give it up to like the idea of collaboration and working with amazing people in different fields. And, uh, and you know, just this, I guess the whole thing is I'm going to break it down as a kid. Um, and I think the takeaway here, the takeaway here is that, uh, to all the people out there that, that have great ideas and they're like, well, how do I bring it to execution? Well, the thing is, is that you can make anything possible. And that's what I found when I was a kid, when I found this hardcore scene is that we got together and we're like, we're such a small little band of people that we need to broadcast. We need to, uh, publicize, promote what we're doing and we'll do it by any means possible by any means necessary. So we're going to start a band, even though it's a bad band, right? You know, we're going to create a zine. What was the name of the band? My band was called Goodhue. It was my teacher, Mr. Goodhue. Oh, cool. And I'm going to start a zine. I'm going I'm to start, like, writing poetry, bad poetry, interviewing bands, putting together a zine. And, like, it, the, the thing is, is, like, you don't need a marketing plan. You don't need... If you build uh, it, they'll come. Basically, you, you have to think realistically, like, it doesn't have to be as big as your aspirational, uh, you know, the things you compare that you want to become. Start small. Start with the resources that you have. Definitely. And you can do a pizza brand that's selling to your five friends. Like Ross, literally, you could bake <laughs> your own pizzas in your kitchen and sell it to your five friends, and that's how you start. You could be a DJ, start in your living room. You could have a clothing line, start by silkscreen T-shirts, which is what I did when I was 15 years old. I was Jeez. in my mom's closet, my mom's closet, you know, emulsifying the ink, silkscreening, yeah, and guy, selling the shirts for five I feel bucks. Like I'm not doing anything. I know, I'm not life. doing anything Jeez. either. <laughs> Actually, fast forward that zine that you made is now your own comic book too, right? So, what is there oh anything you God. haven't done? I mean, the, the, the thing is, is like now it's it's a little bit more complex because I can't do that alone. I have to say that well, it's like, partner, it's collaboration. It's exactly we live in a very collaborative society. So in order to, to become that professional step, I have the platform to allow myself to do the collaborations with 
with individuals that have have a history in those fields. Well, you have a great but, team around you too. But when you start, yeah. I think the real takeaway is like when you start, you're like, how do I do this comic book? You start by like drawing comics. You right. start by doing things mm-hmm. and really going like, is this my passion? Like if, if it's your passion, you will Succeed. put the time in because the passion will end up becoming something that's a real execution. Definitely. You know, so. Take away to that, Russ, me and you are doing nothing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I do want to jump to Wasted on Me. This song has 13 million views last I checked on YouTube, which is incredible. Jeez. Number one song in the world as of last week, and let's, I just, it's probably still the number one song in the world. So that's got to be the most amazing feeling ever. Is this your first number one, like the biggest number one that you've had so far? Yeah, I mean, by far globally. And, you know, whenever mm-hmm. I think about my music, I don't think about, because, like, if I get on the radio, it's already, a, it's like, it's a huge win for me because I'm never playlisted on the radio, very, very, very rarely. So for me, like, my success in my music has always been just, you know, listens, streams, right. global listens, and how how my shows are affected by that as well, you know, because I'm, at the end of the day, I, I make my music also to, to be able to play it for people in front of me. Definitely. So, um, and you guys have such a, you actually have such a love affair that Ross, you covered the song and you put it on your Instagram, right? Yeah. And then Steve, you reposted it, I think today or something. The thing is Ross is a BTS fan though. We talked about that. (laughs) So like, you know, were you a BTS fan before Ross? I I knew of them, but you know, I wasn't like a diehard fan, but then after the song, I was just like, this is really catchy. And they're actually really crossing over. It's one of the first, uh, I guess, K-pop or I guess any Asian Right. band to really cross over and i just like the song i was like you know i think this could work really well as an acoustic like 90s ish type of thing and just did go. it yeah and when did you guys actually become aware of each other i mean you'd probably known about steve for a while, oh, I've but, known but steve, steve when have you known about, when did you learn about ross and everything he was up to thir- i mean obviously 13 reasons why i yeah. mean and you know for me it's like it, it like takes me back to when i was a kid and i was watching bruce lee going hey there's this guy there's an asian guy that everyone likes and then, you know, fast forward into watching 13 Reasons Why and then seeing Ross Butler, this Asian guy that, like, the whole world knows about and everyone's, mm. like, like loves this guy. You know, like, I was Everyone like, man, I'm, Ross. like, cheering Ross on like he's my best <laughs> friend. I'm like, I don't know him, but I'm like, I want to know him. And I'm, like, in his corner going, go, Ross, go, Ross. I mean, so, dude, so, Steve, you know, when, I was, go Ross. when I was, like, in high school, yeah, Steve, you were that person to me because you were, like, the cool DJ. And it's just, like, I didn't know any cool Asian DJs growing uh, up. Yeah. And you were the guy that was caking people and, like, <laughs> going crazy. I was just like, I want to be that because it's, like, the, the whole Asian thing wasn't your brand. You were just, like, a cool right. party guy. The yeah, cake yeah, thing kind of started at Coachella, right? Is that where it started? Is that where it started? <laughs> or was that the the raft thing started the ra- Coachella. The raft, the raft thing started Coachella in 2009. Right. Which was like, it sparked the whole thing for me going, wow, if I come up with something that's unique, then people will know it's a Steve Aoki experience. Yeah. So then I was like, what is the next thing after riding on a raft on a, on a crowd? You know, and I was. Let me throw a cake in someone's face. Well, yeah, or trial and error. Trial and error. Trial and error. Try something <laughs> new every day and like, you know. And keep thinking about a silly idea. And that actually was a very silly, kind of like dumb idea. And kind of like a, a gimmick. Like, all but right. People really want it because I put something up on my Instagram. Who wants to get caked by you? And actually someone wrote to me and they're here at the studio. So oddly enough, <laughs> we're going to do this in a little bit. So we you are going to actually, you're going to, you know, <laughs> we're not on, <laughs> greasy, you ever, greasy. You don't normally do caking in the middle of the street, but it's a new thing that we're going to do today. So, um, so let's talk about in, in the business of, of EDM and where it's all gone and everything. Steve. So DJs these days, I've heard somewhere that Steve Wynn paid, he's paid DJs up to like $400,000 for the night, which is insane. 
insane. And when you first started, you probably were making like peanuts, right? So the business yeah, my first paycheck was. Oh, uh, I saw it at your house the other day, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was actually a lot of money. That my that, that paycheck you saw was two fifty. Right. But I, I mean, I was making like. You know, a bar, well, bar tap for one was the first start. Wow. I was like, oh, yo, I get free drinks in here. <laughs> but then like two twenties now I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'm living it up, you know, like cause I, was, I was enjoying DJ and, and, you know, in these small little bars and stuff. But, uh, you know, like, yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, when it comes down to like the, the exorbitant rate of what DJs make, it's at the end of the day, it's all economic. So if like, you know, let's just let's just talk about numbers here. Let's say let's say like uh, DJ makes 100 grand. Right. And if the club, if Steve Wynn or whoever, uh, a, a big club is like going to pay them a hundred grand, the, the club itself has to make certain amount. Exactly. Right. So, so if they're not making that number, right. then the and DJ doesn't get paid when the contract co- comes up. It's like, sorry, we can't pay you a hundred grand, but we actually, it can go both ways. We made so much money because you brought all these people in that we're going to actually give you a raise because someone else is going to take you. Right. Right. So it's economics at the end of the day. It's like, a, mm. you know, it's like, you know, another artist that can bring in talent. So they, they should get more money. If they don't, they're not going to get as much. So it's like, it's like, that's the game that's being played. I think for both of you guys, an interesting question is at what point in your careers did you realize, you know what, I'm, I'm onto something here. Like sort of, I think this is a path that I can obviously use a DJ and Ross as an actor. There had to be a moment where Ross, maybe it was a movie you did. Maybe it was Riverdale. Cause Ross was also on Riverdale. If you guys don't know. Um, Steve, what, was it your first like major festival that you did that you were like, this is definitely, I think I'm, I mean, this is my career for the rest of my life. I started as a producer and I was doing clubs and this and that, but now I feel like I really hit my stride with this business. Um, I mean, it's, it's been these small little victories. It wasn't this like miraculous moment where things just like blew up. I think it was a very, very small steps that all happened, but I'd have to say playing festivals, was for me an emotional victory. Yeah. You know, going from a small club to playing at Coachella in 2007. That was a really big first, big moment. Like, holy shit, I'm like playing at Coachella. Even though I'm opening in front of like a quarter, you know, a quarter of the crowd. Some of them are sitting down. Like, it's like still I'm like on the bill. And that was a that was a big moment. What about you, Ross? Like, yeah. Well, I think the the question is uh, determining between when I committed to doing this as a job and when I actually got the validation that you know that this is possible. But I mean, yeah, of course, the validation comes with being on a show and doing a movie. But um, yeah, there was a moment. It was I think it was like a year or two after taking acting classes where I really fell in love with just the art and the craft of it and. I had like a hallucinatory, hallucinatory moment. I think that's the <laughs> like, word. That is, is that word. the word? It's just like I feel like I got, and I just I was like, "This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, whether it be acting or producing or just creating content." Like, you yeah, know, I'm spreading to different fields in entertainment, but I just love telling stories. So I will say, and this should be a lesson everyone out there who wants to really, you know, uh, market themselves and be successful. Ross is so intuitive with this kind of stuff. You would even hit me up and say, "I have this idea for this great piece, right?" And you don't need to do that, Ross, but your hustle and the fact, Steve, your amazing marketing capability, that's part of the reason you guys are so successful because that marketing capability is what makes people who they are. And, and pe- not everyone has that, obviously. So shout out. It's to also, you yeah, you that, just, so. it's what Steve said earlier. So like, if you really love it, it's, it'll come. If you just put in the work, that, that's all it takes. It's, but you really have to love it or else you're not going to put in the work. You're not going to attract the things that you need to attract. Definitely. And yeah. I actually, I have a question for you, Ross. So yeah. I like yeah. this. I, Steve interviewing Ross. Actually, <laughs> I don't even have to talk. It makes well, my job very Easy. What you're talking about actually, like, like it, it, it sparked this question. Like, you know, um, acting, like, it's so hard. 
like when you like the facial expressions, like you know, because I like <laughs> I, I, I try to act in like some music videos or like my own YouTube thing. I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it, man. Like, so I guess the question is like, is it a natural thing or do you have to work towards getting to that place where you can make people feel something so strong where they they cry or get angry or yell at the screen I, or, you know. I think it's half and half. It's just about being comfortable. I think with everything that's creative, you, you need to have a level of comfort um, in order to do it well because you're channeling something. And sure, acting takes some technique. Like you have to learn how to analyze a script or to know the beats. But um, at the end of the day, yeah, it's just allowing yourself to go to a deeper place and allowing yourself to do it in front of a camera. I think everybody has some ability to act. It's just your openness or you and and season two you know we've talked Ross about is going to tell us we want secrets about season three well, well see, season two <laughs> uh, let, let me just yeah. let me just say like your your performance blew oh, me you, away like you you stole the screen for me as you know and that's when i was like that's my dog <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> Thank like you, man. And then like, the introduction it, like, came and there it, you go it yeah. really was like Okay, Ross is a cool member of 13 Reasons Why, but then in season two, you know, it's it just like the emotions, the like, ex, like, you know, like a- accenting all the things that make you feel something like that really came out. Like, I appreciate that. Man. Can you I talk do. about that a little bit? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm going to step away for a minute. And, uh, no. <laughs> no, but like, you know, let's just like, cause like, like for me, like if I'm listening, right, if I'm listening right now to this interview, right. And I'm like. I mean, everyone, I know as I'm saying this, people listening are thinking season two, Ross Butler. <laughs> Let's just well, like stop. But Steve, and, we really hey, want to know about season three. What people season, don't well, need the I secrets. can't say anything about season three. You can but, give us a yeah. hint or something. I, I can't. How ne- good Netflix, friends are we? If Netflix is listening to this, I am holding to my contract. <laughs> my NDA, I can't say anything. But no, season, uh, it's going back to what you said. It's just like it, it, it's uh, season two is heavily about the Asian American experience, to be honest, because with me and my mom and about not showing emotions and all that. So. Yeah, it is just being myself and then just allowing people to see it and being open enough. And, you know, with the writers, they they had talked to me, the head writer, Brian, he talked to me about my family and everything. So, yeah, it was half telling a story, but then also half telling my story. So, yeah. And I think that's part of what made it authentic. Or And I you think, probably I, get I think it as well. That that really hit home, hit, yeah. like hit, hit to my heart because, yeah. like, you know, it's like like seeing an Asian face going through these kinds of things it's represents the Asian community and just like you said, the Asian American experience and, uh, and shout out to the writers of 13 reasons why for covering (laughs) so many issues that teenagers face on a daily basis. It's not just like it opened up this box season two that it started the conversation. So so important. Yeah. It started the conversation between parents and kids and what's important. Right. And having that dialogue about super important issues like suicide, obviously. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we aim to do, just break down the barriers because, you know, some people will say that it was too much. Some people will say it was perfect. But, I mean, we got people talking about it. So that's that's what's most important. So hold yeah. that thought. I want to play Just Hold On, a great Steve Aoki track. Yeah. And when we come back, we're going to talk about secrets of season three. No, we're, no, we're <laughs> All right. This is Just Hold On, Steve Aoki and Lewis Tomlinson. Hey, this is Anthony Kiedis, and uh, I'm on the radio with Scott Lips. You're listening to Lips in L.A. If you listen to Lips L.A. Radio, you are with Steve Aoki. Ross Butler, Double Trouble. 
yeah. one of the best DJs in the world, and Ross Butler from Thirteen Reasons Why. So um, we did this game the other day, Ross, at your house, where you do this. Uh, Ross, sorry, that would be Steve at your house. <laughs> where this challenge, this trivia challenge, oh, which yeah. you're great at, and I thought it'd be a really great thing to do with Ross. Okay, because you can oh. kind of tell Ross the deal with this trivia question thing that you have. And, okay, and okay. I lost, and also our buddy Will lost. And um, we actually asked two questions. Why don't you explain it a little Just bit, Steve? any so kind of trivia? Talk. Okay, I'll let no, you explain Steve will explain So it. you pick uh, anyone in the room can pick a subject. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it's it's, it's got to be an actual number on the internet or something. It doesn't have to necessarily be the most accurate number, whatever's on the internet. Like, for example, a uh, random question like this. How many, what, what is the average number of times um, a, a person has sex over their lifetime? Right, oh. and then you, and then we guess up and down all the way, not up and down, like we keep going up until uh-huh. let's say I say like, let's say I say ten thousand. You're like, you know what? I don't think it's anything higher. I'm gonna take lower. Oh, okay. So right? you high low type. Yeah, of thing. exactly. Okay. So then we pick a number like, or I'll say like three thousand. You're like, nah, I think it's a little bit higher. I'll take, I'll take thirty five hundred. Now I'm like, no, I think it's thirty six hundred. We just keep so, going until we stop. So okay. I, have, I have the question for you because okay. I lost the other day, and so I was determined to make sure that I don't lose again, but. Regardless, Steve, you have so many products, like I mentioned, right? Because how many? You don't even know actually how many products do you have? How many products do you have between the socks and oh the God. pizza and the know. restaurant oh, you have? Geez. There's a lot like of products. That. That's not the question. Okay, I right, think you yeah. might know the answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't but know, because yeah, I just yeah. had I just had Gene Simmons from Kiss um, in the, on the show the other day, and they're probably one of the most successful bands in the history of music merchandising. I figured, can you guys tell me and guess how many products Kiss have on the marketplace? How many products like T-shirts, hoodies, right? Like, Licensing deals, you know, products. Oh my God. Right. So that's uh, the question, and I, then I want to see who wins. Do you actually have the number? I do have the number. Yeah, what's the number? And we're betting on a Dim Mac sweater, sweatshirt. Okay. All right, yeah, let's do that. Right. Let's do that. So, I'll, like, okay. if I if I if I win, you have to buy one. Okay. Okay. If 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 I lose, I'll 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 send it to you. Okay. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to put a disclaimer uh, on it. So. Okay. Or actually, you know what? If 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 I if I win, Scott Lips has to buy it for you. I already bought one. I can't yeah, do you that. Have, I'll do that. It's your TV show. It's your TV show. I can't agree with that. You can't let your guests I think that's purchase. A okay, so Scott Maybe Lips. Scott Lips can, is, we can't keep you don't have to buy anything. Scott Lips is buying this hoodie for you. I already bought one. I'm broke I know, but Scott, we're your guests. We're supporting you. I'll buy you a pizza aioki. How about that? That's what I'll buy. I'm buying you a pizza aioki. So we're changing it from a hoodie to a pizza aioki that Scott Lips will buy for you if you lose. Yeah, I'm down for that. Okay. Yeah. All right. And okay. if I win, I have to buy it for Scott. So I know the yeah, answer. Yeah, exactly. I know the answer. Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll so gonna, we, have to, we have to keep yeah. going up and up. So okay. I'm going to start at a, at a very conservative number. I'm going to say four items. And then you can keep going what? up. But you can keep going up. And I can go up and go okay. up and say, we'll I'm, stop. I'm just going to skip ahead and say 150. 155. Okay. What keep, is this? The price is right? So, <laughs> basically, that's what it is. So you can go 154 and below. Yeah. No. But, I mean, this is Kiss. They right. have to have at least, at least like three hundred. Okay, I'll take two ninety nine and below, and you're taking three hundred and above. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, three hundred. All right, all right, all right. It so I'm two ninety nine and below. Okay, you ready? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Three thousand. Yeah. More than oh, three thousand. Oh, okay, yes. okay, we're way, I'm like, way off. No I'm way, way <laughs> off. I, I mean, well, I'm, sort I'm, of like Long <laughs> Island, right? You guess yeah. there's like two hundred fifty thousand people there, and there was like eight point five million. Right, right, right. I knew it was gonna be in the thousands, but I, I was just like Steve. <laughs> I was I was trying to do like a dramatic thing, which is like we keep building and building and building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have kept going. Two ninety nine. I know. I was like, I wasn't quite sure. I was like, how many? Because in my head, I'm thinking 
There's a t-shirt, there's a hoodie, there's a sock, there's a shoe. You know, nah, there's, I mean, you know that, there's toilet bowl, there's condoms, oh, there's yeah. coffins. Yeah. It's like there's, they got to have a t-shirt for at least every song they have. Yeah, like the paint, because it's probably Kiss paint you know, yeah. for your face. All stuff. right, Steve, last yeah. but not least, Neon Future 3 is coming out. You're super excited about that, right? Yes, you I collaborated yeah. with a ton of artists on this album, right? Yeah. So let's talk about it. You have collaborations with BTS, Kiara, Little Yachty. Bella Thorne, which is an interesting one. Jimmy really? Eat World, yeah. Lady Anthem. So tell us about because it, it's dropping any day now. Yeah, it's dropping on November 9th next week. Um, it's it's three years in the making since Neon wow. Future 2. So Neon Future 2 came out in 2015. And uh, it's just mega collabs of 17 songs. Um, a lot of them, you know, actually like maybe, maybe a, I don't know, a third or maybe more have already came out. Lauren Hargy, Louis well, Tomlinson, BTS. Yeah. Yeah, so. um, BTS. Uh, but the new one with Blink-182 is a banger. Wow. And, that and, you, one, got, and you got Jimmy Eat World. And Jimmy, too, yeah, so Jimmy Eat World. 90s, yeah. 90s rock revival. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm a rock guy, so, yeah. you know, I always, like, you know, like working with Linkin Park, oh, that was a dream. You know, and, it's coming out next week? Yeah, it's coming out next week. On the 9th. And the Bella Thorne one is, is also, like, for all the Bella fans out there, they're going to love it. Yeah. She's incredible. Wow, she she just absolutely just did a, an incredible job. That's awesome. So that's dropping soon. What else is next? There's got to be 8,000. I mean, there's the restaurant. There's the pizza. I know you yeah. donated some of your stuff to the Smithsonian, some of your DJ equipment, which is amazing. That, 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 was, a, that was a huge milestone. That Let's was, not forget, uh, once again, you have the number one song in the world right now. And we're going to jump to that song in just a moment. Yeah. But um, anything else? Because I'm sure, like, I, you know, you do like three things a day at least. There's like two gigs. There's another. I mean, I can't keep up I, with you. Know, you. I'm like I, dizzy I, I, looking. I, You're Instagram. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna like. I'm. I'm not gonna give away too much information on something very, very, very special that's gonna happen. Um, something special that's gonna happen that that uh, that me and Ross are involved in. Oh, you're not. You guys uh, aren't getting married, are you? We're not getting okay. married. Well, okay. but we, I, we'll put that in there. But maybe. Domestic but like, partnership. Let's, let's just. <laughs> right. Okay. You know. Yeah. But. It's, it's very exciting. Okay, and yeah. Ross, yeah. you have Shazam coming out. That's on Wikipedia, yes, we so we can talk about that. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, but it's on the Wikipedia. Yes, you can talk about I it. I can't say in what regard I am, but yes, you guys Shazam. are both into comic books and superheroes. Yep. Green Lantern, right? Yeah. Green Lantern, so, yeah. yeah, that's my absolute that's favorite. I'm a Wolverine guy. You know what? Always Wolverine. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, if I could be a superhero, yeah, then I, I, you know. I want to pick Wolverine because he was my favorite. I, yeah. I have all the Wolverine comics, but Green Lantern, the fact that he can imagine anything, yeah. it just trumps that's like the better having power. like, you know, Wolverine's having the adamantium. Like depressed and he's like an alcoholic. Yeah, and, and he's know. he's like angry. <laughs> just, yeah. and, but he's so, he's a badass, you know? Yeah. But, but then like the idea of like, hey, you know what? I want to fly into space and or I want to swim underwater forever and I want to, you know... I could just imagine you can anything. Just do so much more. Yeah, it's yeah. Wolverine's way cooler. Yeah, he's cool. He's like the he's the rock. He's like the punk rock of the. Yeah, of yeah. He's just like the angry, like yeah. Because like I, you know, growing up in, as a punk kid, I'm like, you know, that's probably the most the, the best comparison for that. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, you yeah. know, but edgy. Yeah, but yeah. I, I love Wolverine too. Well, yeah. I want to jump to Wasted on Me, the number one song in the world right now, 13 million views. Is it 13 or 30? I don't know. There's I a actually lot. have no idea. Probably like 30. Doug, you might know the answer to that. 
Okay, well, it's, well, let's call it at least 13 million views. Number one song in the world right now, Steve Aoki. And uh, here it is, Wasted on Me. We'll be right back and wrap it up with Steve Aoki and Ross Butler. What up? This is Afrojack. You're listening to Scott Lips live right now. Let's go. We're with the one and only Steve Aoki, Ross Butler. So, guys, in closing, I know you guys are friends. There's so much on the pipeline coming up. So this next year for you, Steve, what's going on? Because, I mean, let's talk about the 80 things you have going on this year. Well, the main thing is Neon Future 3. I want to, like, if whoever's interested in what I'm doing, I'm focusing on my album. You could pre-order right now. Um, it's got 17 collaborations, 17 songs, uh, continuing the Neon Future Saga and uh, and more music down the pipeline. I always bring out the music, you know, so. And you are a futurist for whatever that's worth. Right? You really believe, I, you really I study got science. You have the tattoo, <laughs> which I feel, find you're actually, it's actually fascinating how you, even your body, you do testing on your body to learn about new methods of like preventing disease and whatnot, yes, right? Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Something you and I speak about some from time to time. But being a futurist to you means what? Just being ahead of the curve in terms of where it's going. And, and I mean, because I feel like you're really into this subject. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I, I think the main thing is this. I think that our generation, our generation is at this, this the precipice of change. Whether we are going to be the, the last generation of people to die or the first generation of people to live forever. We're really so close with technology. Well, you'll live forever and I won't. I no, think but that's, no, that's what I'm Ross saying. I, no, too, our our generation, is, I'm not yeah. kidding. I, I, like, I really, just reading these these books on science and like, you know, like, you know, following this, I mean, it sounds like a crackpot idea, but like with, I think with technology, we're so close to the point where where uh, death is simply a disease that can be cured. Well, I know that's crazy to think about, but I really, you know, that's what the neon future is, is like thinking about in this optimist way where, I mean, who knows with technology where we can actually go. So well, I truly believe if anyone yeah. can cure it and figure it out, it's probably you. <laughs> and, uh, and so Neon Future 3, pick it up. Ross, you got Shazam. You got 13 Reasons Why. You're going to tell us one little secret on the third season before we I, go or not? It's... Um the third season comes after the second season. Wow. That's, you heard it here, guys. Yeah. You're not going to hear that anywhere else. You're getting Exclusive. Like that, is, that is a big news. I mean, I'm blown away right now. Two, I very, close friend, face, two very close friends of mine, you're getting exclusives here. You'll get nowhere else in the world. The third comes so. after the second. Holy... <laughs> No, talk what? about the future. So that's, talk, the future. that's the future. Three comes after two. Yeah. You yeah. guys will have to yeah. check the YouTube link, but we're about to cake someone right now in the alleyway. So um, tune in to the YouTube channel when you'll see Steve cake uh, one of the guests. Woo. And uh, thanks me. again. No, let, how about me and Russ? Me and Ross will, no, we'll cake the guests together. Watch, let's let's, do, I'll, let's I'll do it watch together. The no, right. you, you still, let's do it together. Why I don't, not? By, right. Right. by the way, who yeah. lost his have, have you caked anyone? Oh, wait. Are you, no, have I kicked anyone? Yeah, have no, you, why would I ever kick anyone? Yeah, or, or what we, situation let's, would I be in to ever together, kick man, do, We got to do this. This is part of the bromance. I don't want to ruin the, the guy's experience. It's he happening wants now. the full cake from Steve. Hey, guys, thanks so much for coming on. It's been a blast. Awesome. And uh, we'll be doing the caking on YouTube right now. Woo. Thanks, yeah, guys. Wait, wait, you, you asked the question. You said, like, who, oh, who won? won? Who won in the end? I don't even remember. Um, who won. I won. Ross won. Okay, so I don't have to buy a pizza. So I have to send a pizza to you. Okay, good. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure. I was going to get one anyway. No, 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 no. I got the next pizza you, you like pet the pepperoni right i anything okay because i like pineapple pepperoni okay so let's anything. we're gonna i'm gonna send you the steveroni that's the okay. pepperoni okay. <laughs> i'm gonna send you just hold on okay that's that's the normal cheese pizza what else we got doug 
What other pizzas do we have? It's probably waste, waste on me pizza, right? Yeah, well, that, not yet. Yeah. I gotta yeah, make one. I gotta make one. We gotta make a new one. <laughs> All right. Is well. the Steve Veroni like little pepperonis with cakes on them? Oh, that's well, a great idea. It, that's a, it, we, we got to make a Ross Butler pizza. Guys, too. You, gotta, really, you yeah. guys are going to form a band after all this. I, yeah, I really no, feel it. It's, it's starting. It's starting. It's yeah. definitely starting. Well, thanks so much for coming on, guys. You guys rock. Both great friends of mine. I'm, I'm excited to have you here. And um, here comes the caking episode. Tune into YouTube. Peace. Thanks. Yeah. This is Lips LA on Dash Radio. In Lauren Lake's courtroom, there is no nonsense. When you when I said I'm a Don't talk when I'm talking. Just results. Mr. Jackson, you are the father. <laughs> Live it, own it, be it. You see it? Listen to Lauren Lake's Paternity Court on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Jingle Jared. In my former occupation, I was the biggest jingle writer of all time. Now, I'm looking for a new job, speaking to every entrepreneur that I can find so I can find out what it's like to transition from one career to another. All of this expert advice has become the bedrock for a podcast I'm calling Occupational Therapy. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 